Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. A marvelous night for a moon dance with the stars above in your eyes. A fantabulous night to make romance neat the cover of October skies. Get all the leaves on the trees are falling to the sound of the breezes that blow. And I'm trying to please to the calling of your heart strength that plays soft and low. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Ted Bubba Horowitz with you. And what is going on, everybody? Well, it looks like it's getting a little ugly out there. And as they like to say, it's always darkest before dawn, I think it's saying. But my saying is always darkest before midnight. In the meantime, things are not looking uh, too hunky-dory. Uh, we look for some some pressure here, and uh, you know, as we continue to say, it's not it's it's not soup yet. We can't just jump in. The truth of the matter is, and the facts are, is that we'd like to see the market sell off, and then the subsequent rally. That's the same pattern we've been looking for uh, since forever. Okay, for, since we've been waiting for a sell off. That's the pattern we're looking for. We want to see the sell-off and then the rally. And if the rally fails, that's the sign we're looking for. Okay, again, we don't try to pick the top. Certainly, I indicated the last you know couple of weeks. I think we're near, but certainly not anything that we're going to get too crazy with because the first thing is what. Okay, remember I talked about this all the time. The first thing is the lack of volume. So do I really need to get uh, overly involved here when the markets are pretty much, you know, not doing much? You know, yeah, it, feel, it looks like you're missing a lot. But there's no action. So we, we wouldn't want to, you know, obviously try to jump crazy in when there's such a lack of action. Okay. And, and again, that's something that I, I continue to warn about is you, you we, we can't try to pick or, or outsmart the market with what we do, because if we do, we end up not happy campers. We end up in, in, in they say, in, in, a, in, a, in a bad way because we are then trying to outguess the market and we know that guessing markets is not is as they say a fool's game and to trust me i have been the fool many many times trying to uh outguess the markets on occasion and i think if you uh if you if you continue to do that you are finding the recipe for failure not the recipe for success so let's see how the the markets play out Again, one day does not make a market. We make the most amount of money when we get an extended trend in a market, okay? And 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 then you you wait and you, again, like I said, you, as a trader, you don't care about that. You know, if you're a short-term trader, if you're you know just a day trader, 
you're looking for movement. But if you're looking for the long term, the biggest money is always made on and over the long term. Okay, on a on a on a trend that lives on. Okay, so even though we look back to 08 with a lot of the big days and gyrations, in the meantime, the markets trended lower and allowed you to stay along. The same thing appears on the way up from 2009 if you played it. And again, I'm not saying that you did or you didn't, but if you played it, okay, the market gave you the same on the way up, okay, it gave you a trend. And again, that is something that we are looking to get is the longer term trend that will give us the best shot at the the whole situation instead of uh, you know giving us something that's not. And, and that's what again what I always like to everybody to understand is that it's not about one day. It's not about today. It's about the long haul in which we give ourselves the best chance to make it. And again, I, I urge you to remember that always is don't think about it in the short span, but think about it over time. What will give you the best over time? And if you do that, you will create yourself into a much better opportunity of success because there's a, there's a lot of minefields out there. There's a lot of people out there trying to, to trick you, as I say. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment. But there's a lot of people out there that don't have your best interest at heart and are, are looking to lead you astray and lead you into bad things. And that's one thing that we don't like. And we try to continue to help our folks to stay away from those types of situations because again they're out there all the time you know you've heard the term spoofing before so we don't want to get spoofed by the spoofers and that's something that again i i always have to warn you because that's what i do i want to help you i want to make sure that you don't get caught in the trap okay but you know you're going to hear about how this is a a Turkey's responsible, whatever, you know. Again, what is responsible is the markets are overvalued. The markets are, in my opinion, fully priced. So it, it's no surprise that, uh, that we have these issues going on. It's no surprise that we're seeing a little bit of selling today. But I think if you take a look, if you, if you look at the things we've talked about, okay, the dollar is piercing that 97 level, okay? Again, we've been saying that since it was 88. It's starting to pierce the 97 level, all right? Gold is headed south down to that 1180 level, okay? Now, again, I don't know that that's going to be the right place to buy, but that's the first place right now that we're going to look at possibly buying, Okay. Again, you, you have to remember all the situations that give you the best opportunity. And if you always do that, okay, then you're going to find yourself 
with a much greater opportunity to be successful. Again, there's no, we're not geniuses. We're not, you know, smarter than anybody else. Okay. Uh, And we just have to make sure that we recognize the market footprint that is being left. That's what our job is, is to follow that market footprint to keep ourselves in the best position to then create successful opportunities. And success comes from being prepared. And that's why this Saturday, August the 18th at noon Eastern, I'm going to host a hedging webinar. Okay, it's free. Okay, you can get the link. You can get the uh, to sign up at BobbaTrading.com. All right. I urge you to do so because you hear me talk about hedging all the time. We're going to see how it works firsthand. So go to BobbaTrading.com and sign up for Saturday's hedging webinar. In the meantime, don't forget to download the show each and every day at LibertyTalk.fm and uh, check out my partner. Uh, she, she got a great interview up that she did on free speech yesterday. So check that out at LibertyTalk.fm. And of course, don't forget about uh, my high school investing program. We're trying to help educate our youth, but we're running out of capital. If you want to help us out, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. That's patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading. This is the Bubba Show, Tabba Borowitz. We'll be right back with more after the break. The Bubba Show. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, or welcome back, Cotter, or welcome back to the Bubba Show. What's up? Well, you know, if you read the news, uh, and if you or if you watch the news, you, you heard one of the big banks make a make a big call, uh, and of course, uh, that was uh, uh, Goldman Sachs said that the markets could go up another ten percent a year this year, and of course, I immediately said BS, okay, because a I don't believe it. B, I don't think they believe it. Now, this is my opinion, okay? Uh, but uh, typically, from experience, um, you know, they're typically uh, on the other side of the market of the big calls they make, understanding that uh, those who buy now aren't getting out so fast anyways, so they can do their thing. Uh but again, it's something that, you know, we watch and, and, and understand, okay? Because remember, you know, that although there, although spoofing is, is frowned upon, but um, at the end of the day, okay, it doesn't matter because everybody does it. You do it, I do it, we all do it. Okay, how do we do it? Well, you do it, you know, if you're buying a home or if you're selling a house, you're going to try to spoof the buyer, okay? We all know that. I, again, it's not that big a deal. If 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 you're if you're prepared and, and understand the market, okay? If you're prepared and understand how markets work, which we talk about at nauseum, no, we talk about a lot. Okay, the market function is very simple, and if you understand how the market works. And you can see whether or not, based on uh, what's going on, um, 
whether or not to be a part of it and whether or not it's actually legitimate. Now, I would say in this in this current market, what we have right now is we have uh, many, many people getting in that are all what we would call retail. Okay. Now, typically, uh, you know, we we don't want to be on the side of retail trade. Okay. Retail is always wrong. Okay. That is not something new. That is something that has gone on since the Stone Age. Okay. Retail is always wrong. So we don't want to be on the same side as retail. We want to be on the other side. So if you continue to look at things, okay, if you decide, you know, that you want to be smarter, then, of course, you will fall into the trap because one is one of the key things we talk about on the show all the time is we say you cannot trade the news. If you trade the news, you are destined to get cracked. Very simple. Okay, again, it's not... It, it's not me, you know, telling you something out of the ordinary. It's not me making something up. Typically, if you try to trade the news, you're going to get your butt whipped. Okay? I mean, it's just, it's very, very simple as to what we talk about. Because that's exactly what happens for those who try to trade on the news. And why is it? Well, because the news is always way ahead of all of us, okay? So if you're going to try to trade something that's already priced into the market, what hope do you actually have, okay? Again, I go back to if you're going to try to trade news that is 99% of the time already priced into the market, what chance do you have, okay? That's all I want to know. And I think if, if you understand that, okay, and you decide that that's correct, I think you will then not get yourself in so many um, bad positions. I think you will not put yourself in so many issues because you, you'll understand that, again, that the markets have a very keen way of pricing in information well ahead of time. So it's for us to be prepared, okay, not for us to follow like sheep, okay? We do not want to follow the herd, okay? Because the herd, again, is always wrong. The herd is usually off to slaughter, which I would, I would venture to say, once again, that is where we're headed, Okay. You can see certain things that are happening in the markets right now. Number one, with the lack of volume, the first thing that you should be saying to yourself, geez, why is the volume so light? And the volume is so light because the buyers are no longer the commercials, but the buyers are retail trade. Okay. Now, retail trade is almost, almost always wrong. Okay. They're almost always wrong. And, and, and uh, what I 
what I say is that you don't want to be on the same side as the retail trade because, again, they're typically a lot of buyers that are coming in right now are people that, that didn't buy the entire time. And now after a 400% move, okay, I believe that now, now the markets are safe. Think about that, okay? The next time you want to jump in and you lose your mind, uh, you know, you get that FOMO, the fear of missing out. Think about that before you make that trade. Because what you're really going to find out is that you're probably uh, better off putting your hands in your pocket and being quiet, okay? You know, one of the reasons that we used to always go play golf in the slow months and times like this was because if you're down there, you put you open your mouth and get, you get yourself trapped, Okay, and we don't want to get trapped. We don't want to open our mouths. And that is something that I, I have to always share because I'm as guilty of it as anybody. Again, I'm not perfect. I can explain it perfectly. Okay. But again, when we're in the heat of the battle, you just never know. And that's why it's it's for you to understand this the surroundings around you and the surroundings around us are simple. Okay, we've got a lot of information. Okay, you've got Goldman talking about, you know, the markets are going to the moon. You've got every advisor and expert telling that the markets are never going down again. And in the meantime, with all of that information, with all of that information, what do we have? We have no volume. We have no volatility. So what does that tell us? From that perspective, of course, we know what that tells us. That tells us that there's not a lot going on and that the actual people that are telling us to do things are probably actually not really the buyers. They're probably just the recommenders looking to get you involved so that they can prop up the markets so that they can sell them to you. Okay. Again, this is not new. This is not the first rodeo. This happens all the time in all products. That is the only reason that some of these big, huge monster calls are ever made is to trick the public. Now, you won't hear that from most, but you'll hear it from me. Okay, that's, what I'm, uh, that's why I worry about my people. <clears throat> that's why I worry about because <clears throat> I know how easy it is they get wrapped up and trapped up in the news. I get it, okay? And, and I'm telling you that if you, if you continue to let it happen, you're always going to be on the wrong side. doesn't mean you won't make money, but you'll always be on the wrong side first. And that's why I'm saying to you that understand how the market works before you do anything else. That's the whole key that you got to be prepared for because if you're prepared for that, then you're prepared for anything, Okay. So don't listen to these BS calls from the big banks because they're all full of crap anyways. But in the meantime, this is the Bubba Show. I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And of course, don't forget about the webinar on Saturday, noon Eastern. You can go to BubbaTrading.com and download it and register. It's free. Okay, I'll talk to you about hedging so you can get the idea what I'm always talking about when I talk about hedging. And don't forget to download The Bubba Show each and every day at libertytalk.fm and check out the article my partner did, Allison did, on free speech. Not the article, but actually the interview uh, at libertytalk.fm. Check it out. This is The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. We'll be back with more after the break. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. 
What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics and the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to the Bubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at Bubba at the Bubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at Bubba at the Bubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, the Bubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horst with you. Now let's go to our usual Wednesday morning interview with Rural Rally Radio. Here we go. Kind of thing. Todd Bubba Horowitz is that expert, and he joins us here this morning. Hey, how are you, young man? <laughs> What's up, JJ? How are you? Uh, it's a great Wednesday. How are you this morning? I'm all right. Uh, Good. A lot of action overnight. Uh, you know, out of out of nowhere, the equities got clobbered. Uh, grains were a little bit lower. Oil is getting clobbered. Uh, gold is getting clobbered, and of course, the dollar is almost at that that first threshold of ninety seven, as as we talked about, and. Uh, you know, it looks like there's something. Something's going to happen today, and and it looks like the equities are getting awfully weak, which is really a good sign for I think the grain markets. It's interesting that you say about uh, that, and and about all the things that are kind of moving and shaking. What about the overall um, engagement from the money managers and and the and the the uh, the. I suppose the the vo- the volume of trades and things like that is it still w- kind of in a weak or an anemic mode right now? Well, volume wise, we're in a in a weak and anemic mode because for the most part, the the people that are trading that are playing in this are we would call that the retail side of the market, and in the general market, you're seeing uh, the people that haven't been in for for ten years that missed the entire rally now think it's safe and that this time is going to be different. So they're buying, and it's kind of like a boxing match where the heavyweight is carrying the challenger for a little while until they pound them. And I think that's what you're going to probably see here. I think in the grains, you're seeing some of the weak shake, the weak hands get shaken out here again, because uh, I think we have opportunities to go a lot higher here. Uh, I, I can't, I can't figure any more bad news that could possibly be priced into these markets, and yet we're still. Uh, in better shape than we were a couple of months ago. You know, even with the big sell-off, we're still higher. I mean, you know, we're still 40 cents off the bottoms or 50 cents off the bottoms in soybeans, and we're still, you know, 30 cents off the bottom in uh, in corn and a dollar off the bottom in wheat. So, you know, I can't complain about that, and I think that that shows to me that there's something good going to happen, and it's certainly one of the theories that I've been thinking the entire time is if the equities sell off, that money's going to be looking for a, a home, and I think that there's no better home than the grain markets. If I read between the lines in some of your comments, then, uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that there's there's still a lot of room to grow in this market and that this correction it probably is healthy, uh, even though it's uh, it looks bad on, on the screen right now for a producer. But long term, this is one of those healthy uh, get our feet under us again before we go to the next level and prepare ourselves for if something does big come down the road news-wise. Oh, I agree 100%. Again, I'm, I'm a 
big believer in that. And I think, you know, what, what happens is, is we all have a tendency to get very emotional when we're investing or trading or producing or whatever we're doing. And typically when you make an emotional decision, more often than not, it's the wrong decision. And I think that's what you're seeing here is a lot of what we call, we call them the weak hands, okay, that are getting forced out because they don't have, they're, they're worried about, you know, penny for penny and they, they can't take the pressure, which forces them out of the market. And then of course we come roaring back in the next direction. So if you look at the big picture, you know, we've had all, we've had nothing but bad news for grains. I mean, the report from the USDA to the trade wars to anything else you could look at, there's been no good. The strong dollar, everything's been bad news yet. Here we are still not not in in total trash right we're still in decent shape and again as i just pointed out higher than we were uh a while ago so uh, to me that's just a very bullish sign and it looks it bodes well for a very good third and fourth quarter in my opinion todd if you're a producer and you're sitting back here and you're you know uh here about another let's see one two three three to four weeks maybe five weeks there's going to be a lot of winter wheat planted uh, it's going to be at the same time that we're uh, already harvesting maybe some wet corn, maybe already starting to get into some dry corn in some of these areas. If you're a producer, you look at all these prices, uh, you start looking down the road into next year because farmers are always working way ahead of the curve. What do you do in these kind of cases? Uh, you you, you got to protect your bottom line. Well, I think that's always very important. You know, you, you got to understand what your input is. You got to understand what your, your 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 dead costs are, and you have to account. And, and whatever those are, you add about ten percent for emergencies that happen because everything, something always goes wrong, and there's always more expense than we can ex- figure. And once you get to that number, you've got to hedge that, lock that price in, and put yourself in a position that if the markets go higher, you make money, you make more money. If they go lower, you're protected. So you know that basically we call it, you know, protecting the farm is kind of what we talk about, you know, and that's what you always want to be. You know, we, we all have a tendency to to do it backwards and, and, and not want to hedge or be protected until it's too late. And if you hedge properly, then you never give up the opportunity for the upside of the market and you're protecting from the downside. And, and again, that's one of the other big factors is that most don't get the proper education on how to do it properly where you leave the upside open because big markets don't announce themselves. We never know when that's going to happen and we don't want to get caught short if there's a shortage. So if there's a way to do it that you can benefit from the upside, that's what you want to do and that's basically what I teach everybody to do. You know, one of the things I uh, very, very diligent about is is following a lot of folks on on Twitter and some of their comments. And and Todd, you're at the top of that list. One of the things that you talked about this morning in some of your conversation was Kroger and what's going on with China. I want to get deeper into that and the livestock trade when we come back from the other side of this break. We've got Todd Bubba Horowitz with us. And you know what? Tim Ross is going to tell us here on the line with us this morning on Commodity Wrap. I'm going to get to the livestock here in just a moment. What was the deal about Kroger uh, kind of uh, siding with China here? Well, they're not siding. They're going to start selling some goods in China through Alibaba. And, of course, obviously, the world is a much smaller place when you have the Internet and you can ship all over. So anything that is obviously won't have spoilage can be shipped and Kroger's getting involved. And, and I can't say that I blame them. I mean, as China wants to become more industrialized and they want their people to be, they're getting more of a middle class, they're going to want more things. And I think that's another reason why you can expect China to come to the trade table fairly quickly here because of just things like this that opens up the world to them. I'm glad that you say that because there's some people that say, oh, it could be another 13 months before we get any kind of an agreement. But uh, I'm seeing signs where China, and, and I 
may I don't maybe I shouldn't say this, but they're starting. Looks like they're starting to tip their hand a little bit. Well, they better be tipping their hand. Their stock market is collapsing, which is not good. They can only do so much manipulation with their currency before that becomes worthless. So at some point, you know, the one thing that you guys have to remember. Everybody needs us. We don't really need anybody. And it's not that we want to be loners or be by ourselves, but we are a nation that can support ourselves without the help of anybody. And the others have to realize that all we want is a fair and free trade and enough of the government interventions and the tariffs and all the other stuff that goes with it. And if we get that, then we're going to see free markets and that would be better for everybody. Very. uh, That's a great point. What about this livestock market? Is it kind of in the same position as the grains where it needs uh, needs more volume and that volume will probably come with new news uh, I think that would be correct I think we're gonna see uh, the markets uh, you know st- I like where they are but I don't like the volume as I talked about yesterday I think that it's a little bit light but I think they're waiting on news uh, but but from a from a technical standpoint, uh, fats and feeders both look really good. Uh, you know, they should hold these levels here. I mean, again, there was no surprise that we had some early selling this week because they had closed either mid-range or towards the upper end. In fat, in the case of fats, they closed at the top end of the range last week. So you should suspect some selling. Feeders kind of closed mid-range, uh, but they're both in pretty good shape. And hogs look like they're getting some life. I have not been thrilled with the over with the big gap up rallies in the morning but at least they've held up and they haven't closed lower on the day so it looks like to me they're building a base here as well and of course i think that uh, i think the whole complex is going higher and i would look for almost every opportunity to buy and i can't see here any bad news that would force me to say it's going lower back to the feeders you mentioned this a little bit are is this a value in here do you think Oh, yeah. No, I think we're going. Uh, I'm using September right now, and I think September is going to go back to 155 to 160. I, I'm looking for new highs uh, to come through here. I think that, you know, things are setting up very well. And again, if you if you buy into the fact that the economy is better, the jobs are better and things are better, then the only piece we're missing is the deal with Mexico, Canada and China. And if all that comes through, then these things could go through the roof because, again, that's the the stuff that you eat and go to when the economies are good. So we should see we should continue to see higher prices. You know, one thing I don't think a lot of folks understand, and and I think this could be uh, partly responsible because of the mass media talking, trying to talk down just uh, how good things are. But it seems like the United States is a global leader right now in economies. So yesterday, I heard the, somebody quote that um, interest in Argentina is like forty or forty-five percent. There's no way you can uh, produce a crop if if you're a producer down there. You're going to want to hold on to your grain or uh, or something because you know the the money market sure isn't the the place to be. So, what about the United States dollar and how it plays into all of this? Uh, you think we can continue to emerge as the leader on a global scale? Well, we are the leader. There's not even a question we're the leader. And you know, with the dollar getting stronger, if you've watched any of the emerging markets, they're all getting crushed. And of course, that's because of the stronger dollar. It gives them less buying power when they come in to buy. And if you, you take this little bit of a trade war, you take the stronger dollar, then you take away the ability of other nations to to, to, to succeed because of that. And, and and it's only their own fault because if they would just step up to the trade table and say, hey, we're going to trade fair and free and enough of the goofing around, then they'd be in great shape and we would be all we'd be all happier and better for it. Oh, well, that's a good point. 
So dollar still headed higher. Uh, where do you see crude oil? Uh, crude oil is going to the down, down, down. I mean, yesterday it tried to rally big. It broke. Uh, it's lower again this morning. Right now it's trading at uh, 66.38. Uh, you got EIA this morning at, uh, at 10.30 Eastern. Uh, I expect that number to be whatever, but I don't really care. Uh, to me, we're going lower. I, I'm looking for 62 after the bounce off of 66. And then before the end of the year, I'm looking for about 58. And I think we'll get there. Wow. Interesting. All right. Uh, Brother Baba Tor- uh, Todd Horowitz here with us this morning on this Wednesday morning. Todd, it's always good to talk to you. Appreciate Thanks, your uh, insight and your, your candor, sir. <laughs> you know what? We've got more. The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz will be right back with more after the break. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. And as we just finished listening to me on Rural Rally Radio, uh, yesterday afternoon I was on uh, RFD TV and, you know, talking the grains with my man, uh, John Jenkinson, my better known as JJ. And, of course, we talked about a lot of this stuff and uh, what we expect and what I expect. And, you know, so far, we're been pretty much on target. And, you know, again, we're still looking to be buyers. But let's check out what I had to say on RFD TV yesterday. Close on this Tuesday. John Jenkinson here at midday as we a little past midday trade day anyway. Uh, let's find out what's going on in the markets here and get the latest. We've got a little bit of a change since the last time we visited here. The September corn contract right now is five and a quarter higher, 361 and three quarters. December's up five and a quarter at 375 and three quarters. September soybeans up 10 at 867 and a quarter. November up 10 and a quarter at 879. The July Chicago wheat, that's the new crop contract, up four and a quarter now at 585 and a half. The front month of September is up five cents. The September front month of Kansas City wheat is also five higher, 545 and three quarters. July is up four cents at 603, so we're back above $6 on the new crop. Minneapolis wheat going both directions. September up a half at 593 and a quarter. The July down two at 634 and a half. But cotton also in two different directions. December is up five at 8281. Let's bring in Todd Bubba Horowitz of Bubba Trading. Redwood, Illinois joins us now. And Todd, uh, this uh, market here, a little bit of strength over here in the corn market, but what about the markets overall? Is there any kind of direction here today that you're watching? Are they open? I'm not sure if they're open. <laughs> I'm not sure if they're open today. Uh, no, there. I mean, we're seeing some some buyers come in, but really, John, when I look at the general markets, I call this big, wide sweeping congestion. We're really not going anywhere. We go down, as you saw earlier. We were up overnight. We went down early. We're rallying right now towards the highs. In the meantime, we're just in one big range. And the only thing that's really happening is I think you're seeing some pressure in crude oil. Uh, that is sold off and, and actually went from up a dollar to down about 60 cents and has now come back towards the unchanged line. Gold continues to be pathetic and, and looks like it's going to 1180. Uh, but uh, the grains look pretty good. But again, I'm, I'm concerned at the real lack of interest and the lack of volume right here. But it is, it is summer. It is August. So I guess we can live with it for a little bit. 
And that was going to be my next question, Todd, is what do you attribute this uh, this maybe lack of interest that you called it uh, here in the markets at this point? Is it just this time of year? Is there some news that everybody's waiting for? Uh, we all know what that could be, but is there a rumor that it could be coming? What are you hearing? Well, I'm not hearing anything, but I can see by the way the markets are trading that they are expecting some type of news. I mean, that that's unbelievably obvious that there's something around the pike and certainly obviously by the strength of the grains obviously we had a big sell-off on friday because of the news but we've already recovered some and we've been fairly strong the last two days there's definitely news coming out and i think what you're really seeing is that nobody wants to commit and 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 based on where we were it looks like they're just kind of drifting a little bit higher but i, I again i'm going to say i'm going to go out on a limb again and say that i think that they're going to settle this trade war dispute and i think it's going to be sooner than later and you know you know, as I said, it was going to happen last week. Somebody called me out and yelled at me, and I'm going to say it again this week. I think that it may happen before this week's over. Uh, Todd, one of the things that uh, a lot of folks want to know is put yourself in the position of a producer then uh, sitting here watching this. What do you do? What What's your thoughts? Well, I think producers should always be hedged, okay, just because. Again, one of the things I always believe in, no matter what I'm trading, if I'm going to hold it long term or if I own it, if I'm a farmer, producer, whatever, then I want to make sure that I know what my costs are. And if, if the worst thing happens, where can I get out at? And that's why I always tell all of them that they should be hedged no matter what. Again, I can't guess price. I can give you pretty good general ideas. I have a pretty good opinion of the markets. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to see a 40 cent down day in soybeans. Whereas if I'm protected, I don't have to think about that because it's not, it's not an event. All I have to worry about is how high are they going to go? How much? more money can I make if I lock in my current price? And that's one of the things I think that everybody has to understand is if you lock in a number, right. then you know the worst that could happen. That's a good point. Uh, Todd Horowitz with Bubba Trading here with us on the program. Thank you very much, Todd. When Thanks, we come Todd. back, we'll talk about the livestock trade. That's straight ahead, so stay with us here on the market. Everybody. Interestingly enough, you know, a lot of things I said on that interview yesterday came to pass overnight and today. And again, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that one of the things we always have to remember is, you know, how we focus and look at the markets. Again, <clears throat> the trading is a skill. Okay. Reading a chart is a skill. And you don't need all fancy indicators to read the chart. You just have to have an idea of where it stops and where it goes. And it, it's, it's understanding first support and resistance and then the rest takes care of itself because the markets have a way of showing you information that is, is, is coming. And, and one thing that we always want to make sure that we understand is that we can be prepared for that information. Now, we're not always going to be right. Again, I don't want anybody to think that we all know it all. But um, I think that you know what you have to look for is to give yourself – the best opportunity to create success for yourself. And if you do that, you will find out that certainly um, you will be in a much better mathematical position overall by following the footprint of the market, by giving yourself an opportunity. Because, you know, as I talked about gold, during that interview is gold's got like no hope right now but that's just right now at some point it is coming down 
to a level, but you know, I knew, I didn't know. Let's let's rephrase it. I assumed that we would continue to go lower because I know that there was a lot of bottom fishers yesterday around 1,200. Okay, how did I know? Well, first of all, half of me emailed me, <laughs> asking me if I thought the bottom was in, and I said, no, I don't think the bottom is in. So, but my point is very simple, is that until we clear out all the weaklings, all the weak hands, we're not going anywhere. Okay, we're going lower. Okay, and that's, that's common in all markets. Okay, and, and, and what you're seeing right now, like in equities, is you're seeing the strong hands have been liquidating, allowing the weak hands to come back into force and come back into play. And what's going to happen when it's all said and done is the weak hands are going to end up puking, which is, happens all the time. This is not the first time it's going to happen. It will not be the last time it's going to happen. The weak hands are going to puke to their heart's content, as they always do, because that's what they do. That's the function of how the market works. Okay? And when, when, the, when the weak hands get in, that usually means that the end, the end is near. Okay? Now, again, we're not, we're, we're not talking about forever. We're just talking about, you know, for this move, it's very easy to figure that we're just about through with this, this big move higher. Okay? Uh, now, how far will we sell off? Don't know. Don't have a feel for it yet. Uh, my, guess, my guess is going to be uh, this will be probably a 15 to 20% sell-off when it comes. Okay? And then after that, uh, you know, we should get a rally back. And then, you know, but I think, I think before this sell-off that's coming, and I, I don't know if it's coming today, tomorrow, next month, next, you know, six months from now, that I can't say. But the next big sell-off before it's over, I think, will, will be a 30 to 50% haircut to the market, which will just be another buying opportunity because the markets will go up over time. But that's really how I kind of see it. And the other thing I want you to see is how to hedge your portfolio so that you won't have to worry about that and you'll be actually cheering it on. Uh, if you go to BubbaTrading.com, you can sign up for my hedging webinar, which is Saturday, August the 18th at noon Eastern, live with me. And uh, you can check that out. And don't forget to download the Bubba Show each and every day at LibertyTalk.fm, the only station you need. And we're going to call it a day. We'll see you back here tomorrow. This is the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz, as always, I thank you so much for being a part of the show. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same station, the Bubba Show.
Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. 